Hello everyone and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show. My name is Jameer Smith, lifestyle creative, entrepreneur, and each week we want to bring you inspiring conversations to help you unlock your inner greatness. So let's start the creative process. Welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast, season three. I have really, really, really missed you guys. Oh my goodness, I've had so much to discuss, so much to talk about. And listen, Instagram can only do but so much for me. And, you know, I love this show because you guys have shown me so much love throughout these last few years that the podcast has been on 10 platforms. But I'm so excited because we are in July and I will be streaming this show live. So you will be able to actually see me do this podcast on YouTube And I know you guys have been asking so much about fashion, menswear, fall 2021. So I decided to start this first episode and title it Fall Fashion 2021, the Jameer Smith Show edition. I don't know. I just kind of came up with that. (laughs) But I'm super excited because as you guys always know that fashion is and always will be my first love. I love designers. I love high-low and You know, I have to, before we begin to talk about our fall fashion ideas and what's to come and must-haves, you know, I really wanted to talk about the Olivier Rusting Wonder Boy on Netflix. So in June, I think right at the end of June, like June 26, um, there was a Netflix documentary by Olivier, who is the creative vision director of Balmain and to see him really bare his soul, his fashion ideas, runway, love and passions. But in addition to all of that, really just, you know, exposed to the world, how he is adopted and really just on this quest of trying to find his birth parents. And I will say I have, of course, I love French and I I love French fashion. Um, And of course, you know, put it in subtitles into American subtitles because the entire film is in French. However, it was absolutely amazing. Shout out to Olivier, the entire team. Shout out to Netflix and everyone that is a part of the project. I remember a few years ago, I was obsessed on trying to find this documentary and I, I I heard that it had gone through so much to be picked up and to see its entire vision on Netflix. If you've not had an opportunity, check it out again. Absolutely fantastic. It, it was done phenomenal. In addition to um, I had a conversation with one of my friends who had posted uh, some fashion uh, looks of the red carpet uh, last month, the BET Awards had come back and, you know, we have all been living through a pandemic. And to see some of the red carpet looks, I was a little upset, I must say. You know, I I want this season to be a very open and transparent season, as it's always been whenever I do my interviews, respectful at the same time. And I love the conversations that I had with one of my friends about, you know, stylist and how do stylists pick out their their ideas and all of the above. And as you guys know, that has that have listened to the podcast, you know, my history, my resume 
really goes deep into me working at Tyler Perry Studios for multiple years to working at Walt Disney. And then of course, on my own, working with certain celebrities and their red carpet looks or TV looks and things of that nature. And what I love about Stylus, and, and I remember the conversation that he and I had, it was about, you know, uh, Law Roach. And everyone knows Law Roach from um, HBO Cinemax Legendary. He's one of the guest judges there. However, we were talking about just how straightforward, that's the word we'll use, Law Roach really is. And I believe, you know, that's just his character. And that's really his, his, his niche. But he's a very talented stylist. And the conversation that one of my best friends and I had was about how are stylists picking clothes? What does that process look like? And I would love to go over that that moment with you guys. And I can talk about really just my moment of being a stylist in these roles. And first off, I always say as a stylist, it's about the relationship that you have with talent. Talent is the artist, the musician, the singer, whoever you're dressing for, you know, whatever project you're a part of. In addition to getting to know that person, but then also getting to know the entire team. The team, whether that is the makeup and hair, um, the visual directives, uh, directors, the lighting crew, and making sure that everyone is aligned because you wanna make sure that your artist and, and your project, it, it really flows the way that you want it to flow. And as a stylist, you know, there are multiple things. You know, the BET Awards was done last month. It was very warm outside. We're in, still in summer months. So you want to make sure that, of course, the clothes that you choose to pick are breathable. You want to make sure that you have options that, you know, if you're starting to see if it's a woman, sweat stains around the bust area. Is that woman on her cycle at the moment? You know, what does it look like? for hair and makeup, you know, especially if it is during summer months and you're starting to see sweat marks, that's not going to be a good look. So being able to make sure that you have all of the variables that you need before you even start styling um, during that project. And then creating relationships. I've always talked about how do you build relationships with um, different style houses. You know, there are different uh, places where you can pull uh, dresses and suits and, and pieces from. But you have to build that rapport with these 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 huge stylist homes that will house items that you will not see in the regular you know department stores. You want to make sure that you are really giving your artists a red carpet treatment. You know, you want to make sure that you stand out from other stylists. But in addition to how do you create a beautiful piece of work instead of just pulling things off of racks, even if you pull something off of a rack, it needs to be so authentic and creatively yours that you have been able to transform that entire off the rack outfit to your own. And a couple of stylists that I always like to mention that do fantastic work are you know of course the icon herself june ambrose in addition to law roach he does fantastic work that you've seen on the the likes of um zendaya zendaya to um oh my gosh 
Celine Dion to so many different artists. I know that he worked with Bloomingdale's on a huge campaign that they did, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. He dresses many different top tiered models. I also want to shout out Jason Bolden. Jason Bolden, as we all see, he does fantastic work with Taraji and and Gabby and Gabrielle Union, that is, and and you know, Sanai Lathan to, you know, the list goes on and on. But in addition to, you know, you think about people like Colin, I love what he has done and transformed Cardi B into. You know, he can do no wrong. I, I feel that he definitely has to now expand his resume to some amazing, amazing other artists because his artistry is amazing that he puts on to different, you know, he's, he's a huge creative. Again, shout out to Colin. Um, and I didn't want to write any of these things down because I wanted it to be as authentic as possible and to come from my, my, my spirit. Um, I, and, and it'll come back to me. But, you know, these are just a few artists that you really have to look up to and look at Ty Hunter and what he has done into Beyonce. It's, it's crazy. Stylists really have to make their name count and really just drive and push the bar but also make sure that they make the artists feel secure and happy. I wasn't really happy and secure about a lot of the looks at the BET Awards. And shout out to all of the stylists that had anything to do with the presentation. However, you know, I didn't want to go down memory lane. It did happen just a few weeks ago, about a week ago. And there's so many people that could have done so much better. So it's exciting. You know, I know that we've all and still are living in a pandemic, but we've all kind of lived through COVID and everyone's really just kind of getting back on their feet. So I hope during other award shows and now that the red carpet's a little bit more open, you know, the stylists can really dig deeper into their creative mailboxes and pull out some great letters of beauty because that's what an artist is supposed to look like. There's been too much time for us to see mediocre work. And that's what the BET Awards really showed me. I, I was not impressed at all by many of the artists. Um, Love their talent. Dress-wise, not so much. So, again, we want to talk about the ultimate guide to fall, winter, really 2021, 2022. And this episode, I really wanted to talk about menswear. You know, I talk a lot about women's wear a lot. And, you know, I definitely did not and ever want to leave out the fellas. I remember, you know, I can dress a woman with my eyes closed, hypothetically. And I wanted to make sure that a challenge of mine was to how do you understand a man's wardrobe? How do you classically make sure that you understand all of the dynamics that make a man sophisticated or hip hop or urban or whatever you want to put on for your artists, you know, as a stylist, you want to make sure that you understand all of the dynamics and all of the innuendos of what makes a man classic and all of the pieces that need to be put together. And shout out to Black Menswear. I don't know, I just rambled on right there, but shout out to Black Menswear Flash Mob. You guys are doing an absolutely amazing job on what a classic man should look like. If you guys don't follow them on Instagram, shout out to them. I did um, a project 
with them in March. And they have literally been traveling from Atlanta to Chicago to Detroit to Los Angeles. And I think at the end of the year, they're going to be in Paris. If that goes through, I would love to be able to take a trip and just get that and gain that experience again with them because the Black Men's Wear Flash Mob is just making a name for themselves of all of these Black men, men of color, dressed up in these sophisticated suits and putting a voice out into the world that we are here. We're making our name count. We're causing a ruckus, but we're making some good noise in the city. And we're looking good doing it because, of course, as they always say during all of their interviews, you know, people stop and stare and honk their horns and take photos of all of these men that are dressed up in all of these different suits. And they're just like, what are you guys doing? And they're doing nothing but just making their name count. They're making sure that people understand what a black man should look like in this world and what a footprint looks like, because that's exactly what they're doing. So, again, shout out to the Black Men's Wear Flash Mob on Instagram, on all of your social medias and make sure you follow their their process. You know, I know they come out every month with, you know, a, a, a newsletter and support these brothers because they are definitely doing their thing. So. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> but really, just to talk about my first ever fashion fall winter 2021 you know, there were some designers that I have fallen in love with, and hopefully you guys have looked at some of the runway shows like Marc Jacobs that have come out, Prada, uh, shout out to Virgil Abloh with his Louis Vuitton uh, show. Oh my God, it was absolutely fantastic. Versace, you know, a lot of the looks on the show really measured up to what COVID in post-COVID-19 should look like. And I think that, you know, when we look at majority of the shows were really 100% digital, you know, like Balenciaga, they created their own video game hero for their show. I mean, to see Virgil Abloh's show and to see the different distinctions of different places of how he put his fashion into different parts of the world, it was, it was sick, you know. But I wanted to create and also look at a guide of what fall, winter 2021 and 2022 menswear, certain trends would really look like. And, you know, my first thing I remember is Casablanca and low, you know, number one would really be a leather obsession. And I remember leather is always timeless. In my wardrobe, I have a leather jacket. I have leather bombers. Um, I remember I purchased my first, um, it was a Gucci leather button up shirt that I was going to wear in, in the uh, wintertime with like this whole leather ensemble. And I, I bought my first pair of like leather pants, super chic. And I believe in this season, there's no exceptions to the rule. You know, leather will always take its own ultra form of like, i.e. the Matrix and from the 1990s. And so I think there's certain brands like Casablanca that really contributed and really touched on that, especially in their shows. The next one I, I put together was even geometric knitwear. You know, I think with men, we've dropped the idea of being able to be different and wearing, you know, colorful pieces. Men are like killing it when it comes to geometric designs 
and you know Dior and Versace and Prada made some absolutely fantastic jaw-dropping geometric design sweaters, knitwear, and it was just an array of colors. And I love that about that men are just playing and pushing the envelope of what designs look like and just pairing them back to just different fun, matchy-matchy, you know, pants and shoes. And it's just geometric, geometric knitwear is always and will be top of mind. When we think about color, red, red, red is going to be hot for the fall season. And, you know, when you look at different bombers and leather like Marnie, Marnie, I have always loved. And in their knitwear, I was looking at their, their new show and red is just spotted and it's like super elegant and it's coordinated in like different suits from like Casablanca or from Wells Barner, you know, it's like these new bohemian style looks that people are giving right now because I think that, and it's interesting, it's not my style, but I'm noticing from a lot of different stylists and designers and celebrities that the over flowy, you know, uh, non-tailored pieces, bohemian style, as we were saying, is really what's in and that's really what we saw on the 2020 and 2021 runways. But I think also the next style is, of course, tailoring. You know, designers are really just experimenting and reinventing tailoring. And it really translates a lot with, I remember looking at Dolce & Gabbana's, like their new fitted belted coat. And, um, you know, it had like all of these zippers and, and it was just jazzy. And I think with men, we're really just focusing on what does good tailoring looks look like. And I remember having that conversation with the black menswear flash mob. Like there were so many men that were getting suits tailored just to their body type or what they really wanted the suit to look like, whether it was double breasted or the pants to be a little bit more of a straight fit. Some of the guys wanted more of a loose fit um, pair of pants, you know, so I think tailoring will consistently be top of mind especially with us really getting out of the pandemic people really want to hold on to a lot of the items that they have but then now how do we make it our own you know as i touched on earlier varsity jackets varsity jackets will and always be top of mind you know i think about one of my favorite uh, plays growing up is greece and the varsity jacket, of course, was known and is always going to be known by like athletes and football teams and rugby. But I think what we saw on Virgil Abloh killed it with his varsity jackets with Louis Vuitton. And we saw that on this year's runway shows because his varsity jackets, they had, I remember this, this green with white sleeves down to even Burberry had, again, same thing with these leather arms and this burgundy um, like felt material. It was sick. And it just really reminds you of like that all-American college movie scene, but it was like on everybody's menswear collection. So I remember looking at um, who had a collection a few years ago of this ski wear? And a lot of my friends were taking trips, you know, different places that I believe it was really just Ivy Park. And we were obsessed over Ivy Park ski wear. 
And I was looking at some of the GQ magazines and, you know, really putting this list together. Ski wear, technical materials like nylon, you know, it was like the idea of being on the slopes. And I remember, uh, you know, a, a cold wall, one of my favorite designers, you know, that always has these sick jackets that kind of like has these hoods that'll cover up your face and nose, but it's like just super chic and, and over, it's just overdone, but you kind of pair it back with like some nice tailored pants. And I love a nice oversized top, whether that's a sweater, a jacket, and that's definitely what that collection really focused on. Um, you know, the next part is going to be like those brown sandy tones and you saw a lot of that on the runways especially with one of my favorite designers and collections with acne studios you saw it a lot with fendi and a lot of <laughs> listen a lot of my pieces in my closet are of like those brown sandy taupe um you know uh muted neutral tones and I love it because it's really like a safari influence. But in addition to that, you know, I love browns and beiges. It's a lot to offer and you can dress it up, dress it down. It's very much day to evening. And in addition to that, it's just, it's, it's super chic. It's very 1970s, you know, mindset of, yo, I love a vintage 1970s piece. And again, Head Maynard was another piece of runway that I saw of like, you know, pants that were over oversized and like this super um, tailored jacket with like no um, no vents on it. But however, it is just oh, my God, like the browns and, and the topes and the oranges just all kind of flowed naturally. Um, you know, something that I loved, I was watching. um the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Carlton was already super chic in this time period. The next one is a sweater vest. And I think for many years, we, we kind of have forgotten about like that sleeveless uh, sweater vest number. And Carlton on Fresh Prince like nailed it. Nailed it. And I think about this year when I saw Hermes runway show and, you know, it was like this uninstructed, oversized, like vest, colorful, you know, contemporary style. Some of them had like a lot of floral motifs. And what I loved about and what I really love about it is like for me, it's like that third piece. And a lot of companies that always require you to like wear that third piece, you can always wear you know, like that Ralph Lauren white button up shirt and then put this vest on on top of it. And it's still super chic, super casual. But then also you can dress it up with a tie, your bow tie, or as people are doing now, unbutton your top two buttons because people are becoming a little bit more relaxed as far as in the offices. The next style is something that I still have not been able to capture. I have a few pieces in my closet, actually, and I always talk about high-low. I remember Zara had made some very large extra extra large trousers but they're super elegant i remember this new chic part of extra large trousers or what gonna or what's gonna be in um for the fall season and head mayor again lon vaughn focused a lot on this extra extra large and constraint becomes 
obsolete. You know, when I say that, a lot of designers are really moving away from that tailored straight leg fit. And they want to be very open and loose and free. And it just resonates with freedom and comfort. And so I think that's where a lot of the designers are right now after the pandemic and really as we kind of move forward what does being free and obsolete from a tailored fit look like? I'm not a hat person, but I got a whole bunch of hats in my closet. So the next one is logo caps. I have a lot of logo caps, <laughs> such as like Balenciaga and Isabel Barant, uh, Dior, Prada, blah, 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 blah. But of course, baseball caps, of course, are a trend that have always been a part of like our streetwear staple. And it's an accessory. Like, I remember everyone that would come in and look for certain things, the bucket hat was like top of mind. And it's literally exactly what everybody from like Fendi and Dior have made. Shout out to the bucket hat. Because when I tell you it has like sold out, you can really, Burberry, another collection of like bucket hats that. I look horrible in a bucket hat, let's be very clear. <laughs> However, you know, I, I think about definitely streetwear staples and 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 just regular baseball caps will always be top of mind for me. Um, couture dressing. I mean, couture dressing. Let me just underline that again. Louis Vuitton, The Row. Fendi. These are a couple of designers that made some absolutely ultimate, fantastic winter coat trends. And it's kind of like that bathrobe vibe. And I remember I think about like Hugh Hefner and how chic Hugh was. And it's like that new winter coat trend. And I believe that's what we'll be seeing. And that's what we've saw, you know, on the runways. Um, of different designers, you know, and it was so fly. I remember Louis Vuitton had this absolutely beautiful cream waistcoat that looked like a robe. And it was just like these down jackets with extreme padding from Fendi. Phenomenal. So, of course, keep your eyes open for like that robe jacket. <laughs> Something that I know a lot of me and my best friends always gravitate to in Washington, D.C. because it's super chilly um, back in New York. The next one's going to be the turtleneck. That anti-cold piece that everyone always wears and it always looks amazing with a pair of denim, with some dress pants. I love just an old sick turtleneck. I mean, and which we saw on the runways for fall is just all of these colorful turtlenecks. I mean, men are really playing with color. They're playing with floral. I mean, from Dior with these bright yellow Jill Sonder, um, uh, I think about Hermes and these beautiful greens. And shout out to, I can keep all of my turtlenecks. <laughs> and they're just warm really high. And it's exactly how I typically wear mine. I just wear it typically all the way up to my neck and kind of scrunch it down a little bit. The next look that I bought a few years ago that will consistently be top of mind, especially for fall, is going to be pajamas. And like this pajama look 
This year you saw a lot from Tom Ford and um, it's like this 1960s vibe of, you know, bohemian allure and like this city to the beach kind of feeling that as you're, you know, just free flowing and, and these lace and silk and it's just absolutely amazing when you look at these outfits of people that are going to be going to like heading back to the clubs and these events. I mean, men are really playing with different fabrics and it's really just in awe to a 60s version of uh, elegance and class of, of men. Something that I always love is a statement tee. And every designer right now is doing some statement tea. And shout out to the collaboration of Balenciaga and RuPaul. I purchased mine. I think they were doing a pre-order uh, in June or, yeah, I think it was in June. At the end of June, I love that tea because it was kind of like her signature on it and Balenciaga written right on the front. But you have certain brands like Acne Studios. You know, it's always in season that you're able to wear. And I wear a lot of my logo tees with my blazers when I'm at work, but in addition to, you know, you're gonna be able to wear with your trench coats also, which that's another, another top brand for fall is that trench coat. Burberry and Fendi, I was in awe to see how Burberry with Ricardo Ticci and how he's really transformed the brand. And I love this. It was in a beautiful runway brown trench that he came out with. Also, Fendi, I love a jacket that has multiple vents. And Fendi had this really old school, long, long past the knee jacket. But the trench coat is going to be the top of the fashion list this season. You know, when you think about um, really people who are going for a leather jacket. I mean, I, I thought about purchasing a leather trench coat years ago. But I remember Y Project actually had one on their runway that I thought was super chic. It was this brown double-breasted leather and um, these vents and, and these huge buttons on the front uh, chest area that I was like, I, I kind of need that in my closet. <laughs> um, as we round out, um, long shirts, long shirts. I remember Louis Vuitton on their show Long shirts, Balmain does that a lot, you know. Uh, Olivier, that's kind of his signature style with a tailored pant, but a very, very long, long shirt. Um, Wells Bronner did a couple of those collection pieces, and it's like you're wearing a sweater on top of it and just kind of letting that shirt peek out of the bottom and also have an extension on the arms. And, and lastly, you know, I think about the polo shirts. I purchased a couple of Gucci polo shirts a couple of weeks ago. And I remember in the 1920s, it's kind of like that tennis players look. Gucci does it very well with their collaboration that they did with like, I, I believe it was like the Wimbledon collection. But, um, you know, the polo shirt has really taken like the casual look and it's being paired with a suit. You know, I, I, I feel that since we are and have kind of moved out of the Zoom era, what does it now look like? for and going back to work you know a lot of companies are still believing in like this casual vibe and feel and i remember the other day i had actually worn one of my polos with a blazer and it was still super cash but it still gave you professional 
And I love that. And I remember looking at Zynga this year and Hermes and Prada and a lot of the looks that came down their runway. It was this good mixture of how do we do a day to evening look? How do we still make a very relaxed, but then also a business look, look casual? And also how do we make it make sense? And I think they did a very amazing, great job with that. And lastly, I have not gotten on this trend unless I am traveling, but the mini bag. Everyone loves a good old cross mini bag. I mean, it's like leave the non-essentials behind. And literally the only thing you have to carry is this bag, like a credit card and your cell phone, your wallet, a key. You know, that's all that men typically carry, you know, a, a, a chapstick because, you know, we want our lips always looking all how we do. But I think it's making sure that the designers always made one in Balenciaga, Dior, Fendi, Etro, you know, made some absolutely fantastic non-essential bags. And I think that men have really pus pushed the envelope of what do bags look like. And a lot of the men are really understanding what <sighs> unisex really means. Because a lot of the bags that I've seen, I think, let's just say years ago would be, oh, that's a woman's bag and men shouldn't carry that type of bag. When I tell you you're seeing men being very open and, and literally just playing with fashion. And I think that's with all straight men, gay men, trans, it doesn't matter. It's just people are having fun and especially men with fashion. And I love that. I'm so happy that you guys are back with me. I wanted this episode to talk about fashion because you guys have been asking me. I mean, that has been one of the top questions. Jameer, give us a fall trends and what you have seen on the runway and what does it look like? And I'm super excited because as I release this episode, in addition to the live episode of a lot of the things that I have in my closet that I'm going to be able to talk about is going to be on YouTube. So make sure that you guys continue to support me. I love you guys so much. I have so many people lined up already to be a part of the Jameer Smith Show podcast season three. Fall is going to be out of this world crazy. So many fantastic things are happening. And I'm so happy to bring so many creatives on the show so they can tell their story, so we can promote their businesses, so we can always continue to love them. But then in addition to... As we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but always stay creative. Until next time, continue to support me, jameersmith.com, for any of the latest episodes and any of the previous episodes. And make sure you check out the art and the interviews. Until next time, thank you guys. <laughs>